Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. Today, we are continuing our podcast with Russell Irwin joining us. And I'm, again, I love these because Russell gets to bring in his expertise and just and we get to talk about some topics that, man, they're really difficult topics to navigate as a group leader. And I often feel unprepared, unequipped to, do, uh, to handle. Today is one of those topics. And yeah. so you've already seen it if you've clicked on this episode, but when an individual needs more than a group can give. Now, Julie, what that means is what we are saying as the group's people that there are certain times when a group is not the silver bullet answer for everybody's life. Absolutely. That yeah. may be hard to believe, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you find yourself in this situation where you're going, what in the world do I do? Yes, absolutely. I've, I've been there. You've been there. Like it, it, you are going to get those times where you're like, man, is this life group environment, is this D group environment the best place? And I think sometimes because we know how impactful groups have been in our lives, we say, oh man, this is going to be great for this person. I know they're going through a difficult time. They need that life group. They need that D group. And I just want to say, yes, they do need those environments, but there are certain seasons in life where it may not be the right answer. It may be a season kind of like with D groups where it says, Hey, maybe this isn't the season for you. Sometimes that happens with people. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We talked last week, a lot about walking alongside people in crisis. This one, a little bit different. This is when it kind of hits that tipping point where you're saying, Ooh, I think there may be some bigger issues. Yeah. And so we're going to bring in Russell and we're going to talk about it a little bit, but Julie, why don't you kind of go ahead and get us started? Well, I think that leads us to the first question, which is a great one. Why is the life group or D group not always the best place for people in certain situations? Well, it's evident there are times in all of our groups when someone um, overtakes the group and we are there for mutual care and mutual growth. And, as group leaders, I think we have a tremendous responsibility uh, to love individuals and to love them in, and never mm. we never want them to feel like they've been abandoned or yeah, pushed out. But at the same time, how do we protect and guard the health of our group? Yeah. Mm. When you've got individuals in the group who every for now say for three weeks in a row you've heard the same story, yeah. and they're beginning to be negative and they're talking about their spouse or they're talking about someone who's not there, it's time that, I mean, that's really beginning to affect the health of the group. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, and it's not a place for a counseling situation in the middle of the group. But I, I would ask you, you know, how do you know when an individual needs more than a life group or a D group can give? Well, I think when that happens, you start to see, um, group health suffering. You see mm-hmm. the individual, uh, they, you start to see this individual maybe withdrawn mm-hmm. or they're oversharing, they're talking too much uh, or not just not being appropriate yeah. uh, when they're sharing. Uh, you start to sense the fact that others in the group, you're reading body language and mm-hmm. you see your group members responding negatively. And you see and the, the eyes rolling mm-hmm. back. Yeah, the, the eyes roll back. Or the big sigh. Yeah. 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 Like, Here we go again. Yeah. Immediately everybody goes to check their phone. Yeah. 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 Right. It just, and when somebody's struggling and at times, it just spills out all over the place. Yeah. And so the group is not 
you know, it's it's not the place. Uh, it's going to really destroy the group. Yeah. In, in the long run, it hurts the group. And I think our job is to the health of the group and loving people through these times. And so right. uh, then on the other hand, you've got those folks in the group that don't talk at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, you know, something's going on, but they're not willing to talk or share or be involved at all. They just show up. And then that breaks trust because people are wondering what in the world is going on at this point. Why, right. why are they not sharing? Um, and then uh, I've even had it in my group where we had those attempts to split the group in half. Sure. You know, start building sides. Well, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. And well, so, hey, let's do this group, but make sure that guy's not in it. You yeah. know, like, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think that's a, a, a lot of those you said there of just like the people's response to it, the group. I mean, even maybe faithful attenders or participants are no longer being faithful because this person has kind of hijacked some of that time. That's that you mentioned earlier, mutual care, mutual growth piece. It's like that's that's the the group environment is meant for that mutual care, mutual growth. It's a hey, we're growing together. We're going to care for one another together. And whenever an individual needs like a lot of times it's it's this need like it's it's they're hurting. They're in a tough place. And you said that well, it's like the heart behind this is not abandonment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I think that's this conversation and that. We are not having this conversation of saying, hey, when can you kick somebody out? That's not the mentality. It's looking and saying, man, when if we really care for that person, when is it to say, maybe this isn't the best place? If we really care for our group, when does maybe this person need to be in a different environment for a season? Yeah. And it's not meant to be a, we want to kick you out. It's, it's not meant to abandon. It's not meant to get a, you know, problem situation off of our hands. It's meant really for the best of the individual and the best of the group. And so I love that. I love that you kind of started there. I think that's a, a good place for as a leader. Why are we doing this? Why are we having this conversation? And when we do it well, Yes. It's an example to everybody watching, that's you know, right. that we're loving and caring for them. And that, that speaks volumes as well. Well, for a lot of us in the church, in the Christian community, we want to be helpers. Right. We mm-hmm. want to love people. We've heard that all of our lives. Right. And it's like, well, I want to be there for them. I, I, I don't want, you know, and, and what we do is we don't deal with the issue at hand. That's we right. don't get them really what they need because we think if we change anything or confront them, yeah. that that's a negative thing. That's yeah. Negative. And it's not. Yeah. That we, we need, I think we all need to hear the fact that we're all going to struggle. Mm-hmm. That's good. As leaders, as participants, there are always going to be times that we're hurting, times that we need something that the group can't give us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It really is. I think that's something that I think we often really get frustrated or the the people just don't want to acknowledge limits. I think we don't want to realize that, man, that, hey, I have limitations and I need help. Also, like I think, though, as a leader, we got to realize that our D group and life group environment has limitations and it can't solve every issue. And two, we've got to realize us caring for an individual we have limitations. We can't be that. We can't be the savior to everybody. Man, Jesus is the only person that That's can do right. that. Yeah. And I think often what I see when we, you know, you have the person who just wants to get a problem situation off, and they don't have the right heart, the compassion that says, "Man, how do we really care and walk alongside this person?" On the flip side, you have somebody that is really compassionate 
and they keep trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. They keep trying to say, well, they need this group as much yeah. as anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, so do the people who have been faithful and are at a, at a more healthy state right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and what I think we've got to realize is, hey, sometimes you may not be the best person to walk alongside this uh, individual, and this group may not be the best place. And we need to have confidence. And what we're going to talk about in just a minute is there are other places that you can continue to walk alongside that person other than in the life group space. And we need to be able to be okay with that and realize there's limitations to what you can do as you help others and what the life group and D group can do. Absolutely. And so what are some of those, before we talk about those other places, what are some of those signs that group leaders should be looking for? You've kind of mentioned the withdrawn, the oversharing, but um, maybe just uh, give a few more signs there, whether it's anxiety, depression, you know, but just what are those things I should be looking at as a leader and say, I don't, I think there's, I think they need something more than what this life group and D group is, is going to be able to provide. Yeah. I think what we're looking for and, um, is the emotion behind the things that are being said mm. when an individual, uh, I can share my own hurts, habits, hangups, my own, I can share my own pain. Uh, but if I'm not able to do that objectively and mm. share it in the sense that I've, I'm under control, um, the opposite of that is what well, I, I start to share and my emotions go out of control. Sure. I see these verbal attacks coming out of you know mm-hmm. at people. Uh, you you do see your other group members responding negatively. Um, when you know Jesus said it's not what we put in our mouth that shows the condition of right. our heart, but it's what's coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oftentimes I tell people, um, listen to the tone, listen to the emotion behind mm-hmm. the statements. Not necessarily at even times what's being said, mm-hmm. but as you watch an individual who's struggling with depression or anxiety, they're either getting dark in their countenance or they're getting overly aggressive in their countenance. Uh, you know, at those times, if your own spirit takes a check, then definitely everyone else in the room probably is too. Yeah, no, that's good. Is there anything you would add, Julie, from your experience of just kind of, hey, I feel like this person's hit kind of a limit and maybe we need to look at um, finding some additional help or different things for this individual? Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think we've just got to be so careful that we don't let that, uh, we've got to got to act quickly when we see it rather mm-hmm. than letting it just be prolonged because it affects everybody um, if we're not, if we're, if we don't move forward with that. Yeah. Often if you're feeling it, uh, other people are too, right. You know, and I, I do, I do, that's why I like some of these signs, man, the faithful people that have been participating, attending, they're starting to pull back the group health group discussion. It's suffering. You know, you don't want to get to the place where you've lost all consistency in the people in the time. You don't want to get to the place where it's just kind of like the group's at its death rattle. Yeah. And I think we've got to be careful though, too, that we're not talking to the group about it. You know what I mean? Go to the person rather than talking to group members about the situation. Well, I I would start, at some point, we've done this in my own group, is we talk about the fact that at some point in our lives, we're all going to be needy. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm going good. to be that needy person at some point, even as the group leader. That's mm-hmm. right. And and being in need, we we think, oh, here we go. You know, it's, an, it's a negative connotation. That shouldn't be at yeah. all. We're bro- we are broken people yeah, really seeking to walk with God in redemption and restoration yeah. to God and with the people around us. And so... If we 
help our groups understand we're broken vessels. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, we're Paul called us uh, jars of clay. I like to say we're cracked pots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but we are. And so if, if we build that into a group from the very beginning, we build a sense of mutual care at a, as our very foundation of who mm-hmm. we are as a group. Yeah. So then going one-on-one with someone, pulling them aside and saying, hey, let's meet for coffee. Let's mm-hmm. let's talk next week. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, let's talk for the next several weeks. Yeah. Uh, and right now, it's probably not a healthy place for you to be. Yeah. Uh, that's not negative. Yeah. that's a, No, that's a great point. Like, And I think because we want to lean into that the gospel of grace that and, and this authenticity. I mean, that's one of the things, one of our big values of our discussion. We want people to be real about the struggles that they're having. And I think what what is, is helpful, too, is delineating between people can have a bad day. They can overshare, uh, at, at, you know, one week or even two weeks. But this is what we are talking about. These signs is really more of a pattern. And you yeah. see somebody stuck. Remember from last week, we talked about when you know somebody's hit a crisis is they're no longer in control of their emotions, but their emotions are in control of them. They've kind of become a victim to whatever they're walking through opposed to really being able to process it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it, when you see that person, again, going back to last week's episode, can help. Man, I, I, I relate with a lot of those things. This person is showing a pattern of, of those, those traits. I think there may be an issue here. Yeah, and really it just boils down. There are some discussions that are just not appropriate for the group. Yes. Yeah, that's good. And you've got folks who are sitting there who maybe have been in the process of surviving adultery or mm. surviving pornography addiction or surviving alcohol addiction. And then to be in a group where you start to share details and get specific, you, there's a huge chance of starting to trigger you start mm-hmm. to trigger other couples in the group, yeah. and so it just gets messy really quick. Yeah, it's just not appropriate for one person to overtake the group. That's it, right. It is for mutual support, and when it becomes about one person, everybody else misses out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, I think that's a, I think it's a great word. The what is you know as we kind of wind down here now what, when I say that we if if you notice this episode has been a lot of problems <laughs> uh, we're saving the the how do we walk alongside solutions we're actually going to do next week and so kind of keep you on the hook there but like we're just we want to talk first on how do you identify when the issues come up and then next week we'll talk a lot more about kind of how do you then address it with somebody and just those conversations. So let's, you know, the final question today, what are some of the environments that are more prepared uh, for those who need more than what the life group and D group can give? Well, I think when we pull them apart, when, when we have that one-on-one meeting with them, we need to have some uh, helps for them. Yeah. And it's not difficult. Really, you can go to our website and see the number of support groups that mm-hmm. we have. The support groups uh, celebrate recovery uh, and, you know, honestly – a lot of folks think of counseling as a bad word. Yeah. And it's not. Um, you know, really, we're all counselors. If we've ever helped a person go from point A to point B in their lives and we've given them some feedback on how to do that, mm-hmm. you just became a counselor. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I hear this on a weekly basis almost. Well, I'm, I just never wanted to go to counseling. <laughs> like, okay, we don't put you on a bus and take you out in the woods and beat you. You know, it's not that. And the other thing too, in the counseling relationship in celebrate recovery, 
in those support groups, those leaders are trained mm -hmm. to handle the pain. Mm. They're, they're trained good. on how to be the non-anxious presence in the room. Mm. And um, so moving to that environment where there is that non-anxious presence in a group, uh, yeah. a place that others in the group are kind of in the same uh, same walk, same journey, right. same place in their journey. Um, those are the kinds, to me, those in our church family, those are the kinds of things that are readily available mm. that we can walk with someone too. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I don't think, and probably most listening to this may not even know all that our church has to offer, That's but right. it is just a long list of support groups along yeah. with CR. And if you're not familiar maybe with like what Long Hollow does for helping people through crisis stuff, the support groups, the CR with addiction and everything else, like the level of support that Long Hollow gives mm -hmm. its people and, and how much it leans in to just messy situations. Because again, like uh, uh, when we lean into the gospel of grace, what's funny is the messier your church gets, the mm -hmm. healthier it gets mm -hmm. because we are messy people. We're needy people. And what I love about our church is that we lean into that and we say, man, we want to help you. We don't want to brush over it. We don't want to act like it's not there. We want to get in the mess with you, in the trench with you, and we want to walk alongside you and help. So let me let me ask this just as we yeah. are closing, but uh, Russell, if a life group leader needs more than, or they need help in how to help someone else, mm -hmm. what would you suggest they do? Well, uh, our care team here at the church is, that's what we really have shifted these last weeks and months to be really, that's our, been our focus, Yeah, is not that we're there to to walk with everybody, but we're there to make sure we get you connected to the right mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. So to call and ask for someone on the care team, uh, myself, you know, Scarlett, Danny, Julie, uh, John Steen, all of those guys, we're, when we meet, we talk about all of the resources and the, the systems that we have in place and the framework that we have in place for helping each other survive what we're dealing with. Yeah. No, that's so good. And you guys do a great job at that. And so if you are a life group, D group leader and a couple of things, one, maybe you're the person who you're like, I, I need mm -hmm. him. I'm, I, yeah. I need that right now. I'm the person walking through crisis, man, reach out to the care team. We'll have the link in the show notes here. And, uh, but if you have an individual and you, you're like, man, I really, I, I think that's them. One, I would say stay around till next week because we're going to help yeah. you kind of walk through that a little bit more, but also know that you're not in it alone. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, if you've listened, there's probably a weight to this that you're kind of like, man, this is kind of a lot. This is tricky. I, you know, I would love to say, no, no, it's really not. No, it is because we're dealing with people, we're dealing with struggles, but I think there is this balance of being able to care for the individual best and caring for the group best. And uh, the answer to doing that and leading well and caring for them is sometimes that that group is not the best place for both everybody else in the group and these, these individuals. Yeah. But the heart in which we come at it is one of, man, we want to love you well, care for you. We care about your health. We care about the the health of the other people in the group. And it's for that reason we want to help you find the best place. And that may not be immediately attached to you as the leader. It may not be in that group. Um, but ultimately, if the end goal is the health of those individuals and the health of the group, man, let's get them where that's going to be. Yeah. May I add also – 
if you're a group leader and you're struggling, that's okay. I mean, yes. you're not a failure. But the, the truth is, if I'm struggling as a leader, I'm really going, a couple of things are going to happen. If I'm struggling myself in my marriage or I'm struggling with life in general, specific issues I'm really hurting over, if you don't find that individual in your life that you trust to talk to, what ends up happening is you're just spiritually, mentally, emotionally not able to connect with the people in your group. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a barrier there. They'll sense it. So as a group leader, don't feel like if you're hurting, there's something terribly wrong. Uh, don't hesitate to reach mm-hmm. out for help. Don't hesitate to reach out to some for someone to talk to. And I think the courage you show in taking that step often sparks the courage in others it does. to do it in their life. Yep. And so when you do it, not only can it benefit the group, even though it seems counterintuitive, um, it, it can. And so uh, we've talked a lot about identifying the issue. We've talked a lot about um, kind of the heaviness of it. Um, now, next week, what I, uh, we're going to do is we're going to transition into, man, how do you approach this with the person? How do you uh, identify, man, hey, this is, this is uh, the situation. Let's talk about it. Let's find that next step for you. And then how do you walk alongside them with healthy boundaries? A lot of these questions I have no answers to, but Russell and his team do. So I'm excited uh, for next week. No pressure, Russell. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, man. not at all. But plan to come back next week. Listen to the, uh, to this episode. It's going to be really helpful. And if you if you need help now, please reach out. We, we're a lo- we're in this with you, um, and we want to help you. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. If you are a Long Hollow group leader, click the link in the show notes to access resources just for you. If you are a church leader and want to receive free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church, click the link in the show notes or visit replicate.org.